welcome to the Fort Bragg PWOC podcast. Today we have Marilyn Caulfield joining us. She loves PWOC and has attended for many years. She's currently participating in the Boundaries Bible Study. She's a former Army nurse. She attends Airborne Artillery Chapel. She and her husband Dave serve with the Navigators and do chaplain support and discipleship ministry. She's a mother of two daughters and three delightful grandchildren. Join us as she shares in uh, with us about the Red Sea in Exodus 14.10. Hello, ladies. And thank you to our PWC ladies at Fort Bragg for keeping us so well connected. And we're so grateful for the encouraging words and music that you're able to put up. So I woke up a few days ago and I had this God thought about the crossing of the Red Sea. And I thought, well, I wonder where that came from. So I went to Exodus, and that story is in Exodus 14, which is where we're going to be this morning, to look at that. And I read that passage, and I knew that God had something to share to me about that story. So Exodus is a great book to read with your children, uh, your older children, because it reads like a story. It's a narrative. God's chosen people were the Hebrews or the Israelites. Later in history, they were called the Jews. The backstory that brings us to this chapter begins in the latter part of the book of Genesis and then in the introductions of chapters of Exodus. The Israelites got to Egypt when Joseph um, was sold by his brothers into slavery. This is the same Joseph, that's the coat of many colors. And then he ended up down in Egypt. And they were in Canaan, that was where they lived. But God used Joseph in a mighty way to um, prepare for seven years of famine that was coming. And that saved the people of Egypt, but it also saved his own family because he brought them down from Canaan. There was about 70 of them that came. And that was almost 430 years before this story takes place. So for several generations, Joseph was a hero. But as the generations went on and they forgot Joseph and the Pharaoh, who was the king of Egypt, forgot Joseph and he died and other pharaohs came along. Then we have the setup for the people of um, the Israelites to become the servant class and then the slave class doing very hard work and they were very oppressed. So God went ahead and began to move. And let me catch up with myself here. And he began to move and do things to deliver his people. The word Exodus means exit, leaving, deliverance. And so through a series of events, Pharaoh finally told them that they could leave and So they did. They started out on their journey to leave. And then Pharaoh, as he often did, he changed his mind. And he said, what have we done? We've lost all of our servants. You know, what were we thinking to let them go? So with Moses as their leader, the Israelites headed out into the wilderness and God provided the perfect GPS, a pillar of cloud during the day to follow and a pillar of fire or light at night. So they wandered with their GPS guiding them. So Pharaoh thought they were lost in the wilderness. And he said to his army, let's go after him and bring him back. So with his 600 plus chariots, horsemen and soldiers, he went after the Israelites. And I'll pick it up at verse 10. 
14.10, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and they cried out to the Lord. And then they said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Ladies, I'm gonna give them some slack here. They were trapped. Uh, the Egyptian army was behind them and a large body of water was in front of them. And they were quickly ready to give up their potential freedom for bondage once again. 13, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. And then Moses said to God, what do I say to these people? And God said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? To move on. Now here, the military would say move out, uh, which is what the word means. It means um, get going, pull out, set out, go forward. And so he was saying, God was saying, move them forward. So he told Moses to raise his staff and his hand to stretch over the sea and divide the water so that the Israelites can go through sea on dry land. I love this. They weren't going to sink in the muck and the mud. It was dry land. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. So the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh and the chariots and his horsemen. Now, this is cool. I love this. 19. Then the angel of God said, who has been traveling, who, the angel of God, who was the GPS director, had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went back behind them. And the pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. So throughout the night, the cloud brought light to the Israelites and darkness to the Egyptians. So God was protecting them from a night attack. <clears throat> now a side note here, a friend wrote on Facebook that God had been waking him up every night between three and four in the morning to pray. And then others came on to say that the same was true for them as well. And they, God was waking them up in the middle of the night for them to pray. And it really reassured me to know that someone was manning the night watch against spiritual warfare. Verse 21, then Moses stretched out his hand again over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land, and the waters were divided. And the Israelites went through the sea on dry land with a wall of water on their right and on their left. <clears throat> so my first takeaway from this was stop grumbling about circumstances. God was doing something they could not yet see. Second, can you imagine how fearful they must have been to head into that wall of water on both sides, especially the non-swimmers? Some of them may have been paralyzed. They may have needed to be pushed or pulled. Some of them needed a strong word of encouragement or help. <clears throat> you see, God was beginning to take them from fear to building their faith. He was building their faith muscles. They didn't have many because they had been in bondage for so many years. One source said 
that fear not, as Moses had said to them, is used in the Bible 365 times. So that's one for every day of the year. So we can see that fear is a common emotion. So the people moved out and they needed to keep moving. What if they had gotten in the middle and we don't know how long this water tunnel was and they couldn't see the other side and they only saw water on either side of them holding back and they said, I just can't go on and they sunk down to their knees or whatever and someone had to come along and say, oh yes, you can and drag them along or whatever it is because they all made it to the other side. I think there is an application here for this extraordinary season of our lives that we find ourselves in. <clears throat> First, an antidote to grumbling is thankfulness. Look for the things to be grateful for instead, and there is plenty of goodness going on all around us. A friend posted a song <clears throat> called God Makes All Things Beautiful in His Time. It's an old song. And I have been asking the Lord every day to help me see the beautiful, the beautiful in the day that I'm living in. Two, the circumstances are scary. They were scary for them, and they're scary for us too. Just um, as ours are presently, the circumstances we're in. They had an enemy that they could see. Ours is an enemy we can't see. Uh, we can't see viruses with a naked eye but we can take precautions against them. There's much, much being said about fear and that if we fear, we are not trusting God. Ladies, we cannot live life without fear. The flight or fight reaction is fear for our protection. I am just finishing a Bible study with a friend we started in December, <clears throat> so this is very timely. The Christian author said we need to differentiate between consuming fear and managing our fear. A consuming fear overwhelms and paralyzes us, and it's often irrational, meaning that what we're thinking isn't probably ever going to happen. But when we are able to bring God into our fears, it can stretch our faith and make us stronger. <clears throat> this is a great time to memorize some fear verses. My favorite is Isaiah 41.10. <clears throat> I've known it for many, many, many years. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. <clears throat> this is my anytime, anywhere fear verse. Like flying, get it? I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Number three, the Lord has impressed upon me the most, um, this is what it, the most from this passage, that we need to keep moving forward. Sometimes the circumstances of life just call us to each day do the work that God has given us to do. It doesn't matter how afraid, how tired, how discouraged, how hopeless we are, you can fill in the blank there with whatever you're feeling today. <clears throat> Many of you are alone more than you ever have been in a very long time. Spouses did not return when they were supposed to. Our freedom to be out and about is curtailed. <clears throat> Many of you are um, homeschooling when you didn't plan to homeschool. 
And now, ladies, I think that military wives and women <clears throat> are more flexible than the average bear because of the lifestyle and vocation we have been called to, but we're all being stretched. Some of you are working from home. Some of you are still going to important life-sustaining jobs. For most of us, it will be continuing to keep up our homes, doing laundry, feeding the children, uh, wiping noses and bottoms. Um, you see, keeping order is a very important job because the opposite of order is chaos and confusion. And we really want stability and peace in our homes. Thank you to each of you for the sacrifices that you are making. <clears throat> Ladies, one thing I would put at the top of the list each day for all of us is reading our Bible and praying. Please make time for this and draw your children into it as well. The Psalms is a good place to read. For me, the word of God gives perspective, keeps my heart right, and my mind more clear. As we are going forward, we need to help those who are struggling and weary. Stay connected as you can with your friends and your family. <clears throat> and wonderfully, we have resources and technology to make that happen. I was walking the other day and a neighbor was in her yard and we had a short, safe distance conversation. And she said she was terrified about her husband getting the coronavirus because he has lung problems. As I was praying for them later, I ran off some verses on fear and God's peace from the book of Psalms. And the next day I walked down and put it under her windshield wiper. And then I called her to tell her it was there. She thanked me several times for doing that. It's a very small thing that all of us could do. <clears throat> Let's finish the story. Thus, the Lord saved Israel that day from the hands of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. When Israel saw the great power which the Lord had used against the Egyptians, the people feared, that means they were in awe, or they revered the Lord, and they believed and trusted in the Lord and his servant Moses. <clears throat> God didn't just save them, he also destroyed the enemy. The next chapter, chapter 15, we see the Israelite people praising God with song and thanksgiving after the victory. The hardships they went through caused greater faith and trust in God and resulted in praise and thanksgiving. May it be so for us as well. Go forth today and look for the beauty. Hi, thank you for listening to Protestant Women of the Chapel, Fort Bragg. We are workers together for Christ. If you've been inspired, please share our podcast with those who could use a good word.